Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. He's worthy today. In fact, this morning, before you sit down, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now. All right, you can be seated this morning. We appreciate you being here. I know some of us are uh, holiday or turkey hungover right now, and you probably had uh, turkey tostadas and turkey tacos and turkey, what is it, casserole, whatever you've had. And so it's all right. A little bit of turkey don't hurt anyone. A little bit of pumpkin pie, right? Are you getting more hungry? I, I actually had some turkey last night. Yeah, so... Let's do it, man. Let's go for it. But we welcome all of you. We're glad you're here today, and uh, we pray that the Lord would just bless you. Uh, We are in a sermon series uh, that we've uh, talked about the last few weeks, this whole month, and it's called Searching for God. And the thought behind it is some of the most commonly searched questions on the internet, people go on there and they're searching for God. They're searching for answers. Sometimes they search, how do we know that God is good? And I talked about that, one of the first messages that I spoke about. Uh, Last week I talked about how does God or why does God allow things or bad things to happen? And I talked about that. And today I want to talk about how do you know God's will? How do you know God's will for your life? How do you know the direction that God has for your life? And we've been focusing on Psalm chapter 23, a great psalm, so much in that psalm. Uh, Honestly, we could do a whole series on the whole book of Psalms or the Psalm 23, but I'm going to read a few verses of scripture, then we're going to dive into this thing and believe the Lord to help us today. It said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. Some of you remember it, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. And then this last verse, he leads me in the right path for his name's sake. Another version says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So let's pray and ask God to help us today. Father, we thank you for the word of God. I thank you for every person that is sitting in this building today. I pray that your word would become real in their lives. You would speak into their lives, whatever situation, whatever is happening today, whatever state of mind, state of heart, whatever circumstance they find themselves in. I pray the, the word of God would just be revealed to them today. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as I declare your word today and let the people hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus name and everyone said so how do we know God's will and how do we know what direction to take one of the things that you've been living for a while you've been on earth for a while you're going to find that there's a lot of choices that you have to make lots of decisions that you have to make and we've often said we make our decisions and then our decisions make us And how many have realized that every decision you make has the consequence? No matter what decision you make, there's a consequence, and it's a potential for error 
or potential for greatness. And many times we've made decisions that have really hurt us and really uh, didn't help us at all. And some of us may even be struggling with some decisions today. You may be in a difficult time. You may be wondering, what do I decide to do? Do I put my kids in this school or that school? Do I buy this house or do I wait? Do I stay married or do, or do I not stay married? Well, I got quiet in here. <laughs> Indecision is probably one of the greatest stresses in life. And yet God, our Heavenly Father, cares about every decision that you make. He wants to help you in your decision making. In fact, God wants to guide you in every decision that you make. And so I want to talk about that today because the scripture tells us in the book of James, I don't think I have it up there, but it said a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Literally what James was talking about was he was saying that when you're double-minded, you're like someone that's drunk. You ever met someone that's drunk? They're kind of staggering and, oh, the little woman there, you know, and she's staggering everywhere and, and all of this. They're, they're real macho when they're drunk, right? And quiet when they're not. Anyway, and so here, here, here's what the scripture is saying, that, that oftentimes when it comes to decision-making, we're double-minded. But yet the solution, I believe, that we're talking about today is found in Psalm 23, and it tells us he leads us. He's our shepherd, and he leads us beside the still water. He, he restores our soul. He leads us to the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So it's talking about that God will take us on a journey, that he's our shepherd. And if you've ever been on a journey, if you've ever been on a walk somewhere, if you've ever taken a walk any place, you'll find that, man, there are different things that you have to look for. Uh, it used to be when I, I used to drive a truck years ago. This is back in, in the 80s where uh, you, you have to have the Thomas map. Remember the Thomas map book? And page 34 was L.A. I still remember that. And, and uh, you, you have to look F4, F5, you know, you have to read, the, read everything and, and, and kind of find your way to get to a certain place. Uh, and so yet, all of us today are looking for this roadmap. Can I tell you that we have the roadmap? It's called the Bible. Somebody say amen. <laughs> called the Bible. And so how are we going to spend our life today? Are we going to invest it or are we going to waste it? Are we going to stay on the track that God wants us to stay on? And so this is what I found when we're taking a journey, when we're taking a walk, wherever you're going. There are times in your journey that you're going to have to stop some things and other times where you're going to have to start things. As you're walking along in life, there are things you have to realize. I have to stop doing this and I got to start doing that. Because if we're really going to get God's direction... Again, a lot of us think, well, God's direction, God's, God's will for me is often hidden. No, the real issue is we're looking for God's direction in the wrong places. Oftentimes, we want God's will to be convenient. If God's will is not convenient, then we don't want to do it. If God's will doesn't agree with us, then we don't want to do it. And yet, God's will often is causing you to stop doing things that you don't like to stop doing and to start doing things that you don't want to start doing. And here we are in Psalm 23, which is really, when you look at Psalm 23, it's really kind of 
one of those scriptures that you often hear at a funeral. And yet, Psalm 23 is not actually about death at all. But it's often quoted. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not even death. It's just a shadow. And yet, it's one of the most popular scriptures that they use at a funeral. And people often reference Psalm 23. But again, I want to say to you, if we want God's direction, it's going to start with having a relationship with him. I said, you got to have a relationship with God. Romans 8.14, let me reference this. It says, only those people who are led by God's spirit are God's children. Let me read that again. Only those people who are led by God's spirit are God's children. So how do you know that it's God's will? Well, if you're a child of God, then he'll lead you. If you belong to God, then he'll guide you. Again, it's a journey where you're stopping and starting. And so how do we learn how to get God's will? Well, let the Holy Spirit lead you. There are a few things that the Holy Spirit will put a check on you. He'll check you and say, you you need to stop doing this. So what I'm going to talk about first is a few things we need to stop doing. If you want God's will in your life, there are a few things you need to stop doing. There's actually like five things you need to stop doing. I'll see if I can cover cover them all. And there's five things you need to start doing. So number one, if you want God's will, you need to stop doing, stop following the culture that doesn't follow God. You're searching for God. You want God's will in your life. The only way it's going to happen is you have to stop following the culture that doesn't follow God. Here it is. He says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I can't follow a culture that is not following God. You can't run in two different directions at the same time. You can't walk this way and, this and that way at the same time. In fact, Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to serve one or you're going to hate the other. Another scripture, let me read you this one, Exodus 23, verse 2. Don't follow the crowd in doing wrong. And so, in other words, what stops us from doing God's will, finding God's will, is that we're following the culture. And most of the time, the culture is not following God. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's, it's moral. Well, you know, everybody says it's okay to do it. It doesn't mean it's moral. Well, it's, you know, it's okay. You don't have to get married. That, it's because legal, legally, you can move in with a girl. It's okay. Yeah, you can. But it doesn't mean it's morally right. It doesn't mean it's righteous. And so when we look in the Word of God, the Holy Spirit today will guide us if we are following him and we're not following the culture. Scripture says here in 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, I don't think I put it up there, our purpose is to please God and not people. You, do you realize that most of our decisions in life is really based upon whether we fit in with other people, whether it pleases other people? We don't like to rock the boat. We don't want to do something that everybody's not doing. Uh, in fact, a lot of times the culture, you know, the, people are following the trends. In fact, today, the, the way most of us are dressed today, it's, it's what's in right now, right? There are magazines right now that say, this is in and this is out. They say, oh yeah, for 2024, this is going to be in and this is going to be out. 
And, 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 and if, you're holding, if you're holding out, you know, you can hold out another 30 years. It'll come back around. How many know that? It comes back around. You know, the pants, you know, the pants are narrow. Then they become bell bottoms again. Then they're back to narrow. And, man, I could have kept all my bell bottoms, man, when I remember all that. That's like, hey, you know, it's in again. And, and so all these different things, it all depends, right? Because the culture dictates to many of us what we should be wearing, what we shouldn't be wearing. And yet the Bible tells us later uh, or in the Old Testament that the people of God, that was their problem for thousands and thousands of years. God wanted his people to be separate. God wanted his people to be unique. And so he gave them uh, ceremonial laws to follow he gave them a, a, a moral loss to follow. He didn't want them to be like everybody else. But the people of God kept wanting to be like everyone else. Yeah, we want to be like other nations. And if we're not careful, we want to be politically correct. We want to be culturally correct. We want to make sure that we're not offending anyone. Somebody say amen. And Romans 12, 2 said, don't copy the behaviors or the values of this world. Instead, let God transform you. In other words, you to be different into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do. Okay. And you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will is really is. So think about that. It says, don't, don't try to be a carbon copy of the world. Don't try to copy what the world is doing. He says, you need to be transformed. You need to change your way of thinking. There, there needs to be a mind shift. And we don't have to always wear the fashion. Sometimes the fashion isn't really godly sometimes. Am I right? I'll, I'm going to say that to some of you ladies. Sometimes just because it's in fashion doesn't mean it's righteous. 1 John 2.17 said, The world and all of its desires pass away, but the person who does the will of God will live forever. So we got to do the will of God. Second thing, if you want God's will, you can't follow your friends. Stop following your friends. Well, my friends, you know, they're good friends. I've known them for a long time. But if they're doing the exact opposite of God's will, don't follow your friends. Your friends sometimes can lead you in the wrong path. Bible says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. If we're not careful, we're always hearing God, uh, our friend's will rather than God's will. Our friends will say, drink this, talk this, do that. Don't, don't be a fool. Don't follow your friends. Especially those that are not following God. I can't follow friends that are not following God. It doesn't mean I can't be their friend. I can love them, care about them, but I'm not going to follow them. I'm not going to let their, them influence me. I'm going to be the influencer. See, we used to think... That peer pressure was just in elementary school, but there's adult peer pressure. And we feel pressure to do what our coworkers are doing. We feel pressure to do what our neighbors are doing. We feel pressure to do what my cousin is doing and my BFF and all that. And I got to do what everybody else is doing. First John 3, 7 said, do not let anyone lead you in the wrong way for Christ is righteous. Anyone who is sinning keeps on sinning what? Belongs to the devil. 
So everybody has an opinion today. That's why you have to be very careful. People put all kinds of things. They post things. And now people got a platform where they can say whatever. I don't need to follow. This is nonsense. I just keep scrolling. This is nonsense. I just unfriend that nonsense sometimes. That's just nonsense. You're saying stuff that don't agree with God. I don't, I don't need to hear all that junk. See, one of the things that we need to be very careful is that we're not following our friend, but we're following God. We're following what God has to say. Everybody has an opinion. You know, they, uh, there's magazines that say, oh, you, you need to have an open marriage. It's very healthy for you. Ooh, what planet did you grow up on? It's okay to have affairs. Well, you just see how it destroys your family. And see how quickly things go down the drain when you do that. So everybody has all these different opinions of what we should be doing. Listen up, guys. Let me just tell you something right now. Especially uh, husbands, fathers today. One of the biggest needs, listen to me. I'm going to be honest to you. One of the biggest needs that you're going to have in your life is that you want your grown children, your grown adult children later in life to respect you. Got quiet in here, didn't it? You're not thinking about it. You may not put language to it, but I'm going to tell you, deep down inside, every man who is a father, you want your grown children to respect you. And if you want them to do that, you better start serving God and doing what God tells you to do. Proverbs 13, 20 says, keep company with wise friends and you'll be wise. Hang out with people that are following God. Don't just follow fools, right? But if you associate with fools, your life will suffer, suffer great hurt. So it says you don't have to be a fool to suffer hurt. All you have to do is hang around fools. What fool are you hanging around with? Because you will suffer harm. It will eventually destroy your life. You've heard this before. You can't soar like an eagle if you're hanging around with turkeys. <laughs> Thursday, a lot of you were hanging out with tur turkeys, right? <laughs> I don't know where I got that from, but anyway. So you're either going to be a thermometer that's going to reflect the environment. Thermometers measure the environment, but a thermostat sets the environment. It sets the temperature. You need to be a thermostat. You need to set the temperature in the room, not reflect the environment. I got to move on here. Number three, I cannot look at other sources for God's direction. That's another problem that we have. I'm giving you some negative things. If we want to find God's will, we got to stop looking to other sources and replacements for God's direction. I've talked to Christians. I read the horoscope. What are you talking about? It's like saying, I be, believe in reincarnation in heaven. No, you don't. If you're looking for divine direction, and if you're looking for guidance other than the Bible, it's called divination. When you Let me tell you what the definition of divination means. It means to try to find out about your future without going to your creator. You're going to the horoscope. You're going to Madam, whoever she is, some psychic. She's not going to help you. I always wonder, I go, if they're so good, why don't they, you know, tell us the lotto numbers every time? I mean, come they're not rich. 
Well, let me have your credit card number. Oh, you should know my credit card number. Why don't you know that? You're a psychic. You should know that. Oh, can I have your credit card number? Well, what, you should know this already. Hey, tell me what the lotto number is for next week. What is it? And they're always, you know, wanting a dollar here. That just tells you they're no good. You're in the wrong place. Uh, you need to be going to God for direction for your life. I just thought I'd throw this in, but Deuteronomy 18.10 said, Never look to psychics or signs. See, uh, uh, seances, thank you very much. Seances or fortune tellers uh, or the stars or people who claim to be in contact with the dead. I think that covers our culture right now. People who do these things are doing evil, and God hates it with a passion. Wow. I mean, I don't even need to give you an interpretation. Stop going to these places and these people. Oh, let me read your hand. Come on, man. God, read it. Your, your, your line is short here. Your line is short. Stop, stop being foolish. Stop being. Really? You ever talk to people that have done it? I've, I've talked to guys that I go, what do you do? Because well, I just really just check out their outfit, and then I kind of start guessing about their life. I look what they're wearing. I look a little bit, and then that's how I, I do all of that. It's all a scam. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Satan masquerades as an angel of light. So you need to avoid all of this, okay? Number four, if you're going to get God's direction, you want God's will, you've got to stop living according or being led by your circumstances. There's a lot of people, you live your life according to your circumstances. Oh, man, I bumped into that person in the, in, in the store, you know, or... Our carts hit. I must marry them. It must, be, it must be God. Come on. Man, I woke up late. I must not have to go to church today. You know, the alarm didn't go off. I'm not supposed to go to work Monday, right? See what happens. All of these different things. People live by circumstances. Oh, this happened. That means this. And it means that. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 27, I can't read the story, but Paul the apostle warns the people, he, he's a prisoner because he's been preaching the gospel. And he tells them, hey, listen, we're not supposed to sell out today because there's a storm coming. And he says, you know, we're going to lose the cargo. We're going to lose the, the, the boat and possibly our own lives if you read that chapter. And he's warning uh, the captain not to sell out. But the Bible says they saw a gentle breeze come in. And see, they saw the circumstance. They go, oh, it's just right. We need to go right now. He goes, but God told me, Paul says, God told me. Ah, forget that. They went and sailed anyway. What happened? They ran right into the eye of the storm. And they broke the boat up, lost the cargo, almost lost their lives. They ended up in some uh, island somewhere. And God had already told them, you need to live. Don't go by your circumstance. How many of Satan can manipulate your circumstances? You're not careful. You say, oh, it's an open door. That open door could be a trap door. Oh, this because this happened and that happened. You're, we're not led by circumstances. Number five, I guess I will complete it here real quick. I cannot be led. I can't let my feelings give me direction. How many of feelings will fool you? 
This is why it said, this is why David says, uh, he's my shepherd, he leads me. And notice, he's not saying my feelings are leading me. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. He's not going by his feelings and by his emotions. How many realize your emotions are temporary? You noticed this on Thursday when you were eating the turkey. You were so hungry. Man, you like you, you scarfed everything up and then after you go, oh man, I can't eat anything else. Right? Your emotions are are up and down. They, you can be all excited about Disneyland and then then you get to Disneyland and the crowd, and you go, man, why did I come today? <laughs> your 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 emotions are are up and down. Your emotions can't stay at the same level. They'll lie to you. And so you have to be very careful that you're not led by your emotions. That you're not allowing emotions to dictate what you do. Oh, I really feel this. It could have been a bad burrito the day before. <laughs> bad pizza, man. Yeah, if we let our emotions get a hold of us, it will dictate all kinds of things in your life. Look at what Proverbs 14, 12 says. You may feel you're on the right road and still end up dead. Isaiah 53, 6 says, we're all strayed away like sheep. We have left God's path and we followed our own way. If that doesn't tell you already, we could be like sheep straight away because we're tempted by feelings and emotions. So how, what do we need to do to get on the right path, to, to find God's will. Are you ready for this? Write this down. I must want to be led. You have to be willing to be led. See, a lot of us, we want God to love us. We don't want him to lead us. You want God's love, but you don't want God's leadership. God's trying to lead your life. This is why David said, the Lord, notice he's calling him Lord. In other words, you're my master. You're the ruler of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. What does the shepherd do? He guides the sheep. He said, you're guiding me. And, and you're leading me. And you're taking me where I need to go. You're the Lord of my life. In other words, when you're hungry for God, when you're hungry for God's direction, when you're desperate for what his will is, friend, uh, you'll do what he tells you to do. You're willing to be led. How many have ever been, had somebody, uh, somebody uh, held your head underwater when you, you guys are goofing around, whatever, and you, man, man, I, you said, man, I need some air quick. And the most desperate thing you did, man, if I was sending you came up, you took a breath. That's how desperate you should be for the will of God. Man, I, I need God's will. That's got to be my next breath. That's all right. I got some golf clapping over here on my right. Thank you very much for that. Get it right there. Got it in there. Thank you. I think I made it in. Okay, Psalm 40, verse 8. It says, my God, I want to do what you want. Your, your teachings are in my heart. That says it right there. I'm going to do what you want. Number two, I must be willing to do what God says. I got to do what God wants me to do and what God says for me to do. And I must be willing to obey in advance. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. In other words, I've surrendered my will. I've surrendered my life to him. I want to do what God tells me to do, whether it agrees with me or not. I'm going to do whatever God tells me. John 7, 17, whoever is willing to do what God wants 
and chooses, it says basically, uh, will know what I, teach, what I teach comes from God. In other words, he's saying to us uh, that we're willing to do what he tells us to do. We're willing to listen to God's will and we're willing to obey. Number three, we must look to God's word. How many know God's word is powerful? If I need reference, if I need direction, I got to go to God's word. And this is what it says. Psalm 119.105, the word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. So Peter, let me have that thing over there. The word is like, like a flashlight. How many have ever gotten up at night or you need to go out in the yard and you need to see what's going on and you don't have enough, you gotta have that flashlight. I thought it was a little brighter than this, but I don't know. Did I not hit it right? Anyway, let's just imagine it's a big spotlight. <laughs> and you're kind of finding your way around. Don't bring this when we're hiking, anyone. <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> you you want to make sure you know where you're going at night. Anybody got night hiking before? You kind of, you want to have this flashlight here, you know. And, and, and it's lighting your path. That's what the Bible says. The Word of God is a lamp onto my feet. You want to know where you're stepping. You want to know where you're going. You want to make sure that, that the road is there, that hasn't been washed out by a flood or there's not a, a tree that's falling down the road there. And it's lighting your way along. It's, it's, li it's a flashlight. That's what God's Word is. It's a flashlight to your life. And basically, it's going to tell you and give you direction. Now, and this is what I want to say to you. Now, you're saying, well, who should I marry? The Bible doesn't put your wife's name in the Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, is Harold there? Is Robert there? Where is that? No. How do you know who your husband needs to be? How do you know who your wife needs to be? How do you know who you should marry? Well, the Bible gives us principles of the right kind of man, principles of the right kind of woman, in other words, if you're a believer, you don't want to marry an unbeliever. You want to, believe, you want to marry somebody that believes and has faith like you. Otherwise, you're going to be torn apart. Amen. And so we need, we need also to stop listening to the voices of others. Instead of, instead of looking for a voice, we need to look for a verse. How about that? Look for a verse in the Bible. What does is, what is God's word say? Do you realize when you look to God's word, God, if you just obey God's word, that'll keep you on the right path? Did you know that God's word doesn't contradict itself? So if God's word already said it, you don't need to pray about it. Oh, let me pray. God's word already declared it. You don't need to pray about anything. It's already there. You need to start doing what God's word says. If you'll just start there, if that'll be the basis of your life, you don't have to worry, well, I feel this. I'm impressed by that. And God told me to leave my wife and go after this young girl. God's word says you're not supposed to do that. So we know that's not God's word. That's your flesh. That's what you want to do. Well, I got this impression. I don't care what impression you got. Galatians 1.8 said, even if an angel shows up and tells you something, don't listen to him if it doesn't align with God's word. Number four, we've got, we've got to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. We've got to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. Say, God, guide us. Guide us into what we want to do. Guide me, Lord, into what you want me in the direction you want us to go. Now, let me just tell you something about the Holy Spirit. He's like a personal guide. 
How many know that you can drive along somewhere and you can follow a map and you can follow GPS, but sometimes that personal guide says, hey, I actually know another way to get there. And that personal guy can tell you, I know actually a faster way than GPS does, or I know a shortcut to get there, and it's the Holy Spirit that can give it. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be our counselor. He's supposed to, so we're not to listen to the voice of other people. I don't care what your Tia Concha says or anything. Else. What, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you, right? James 4.2 says, you do not have because you don't ask for it. How many have actually prayed? How many have actually asked God for guidance? How many have actually said, God, I need you to lead me here? Psalm 27 said, that, 11 said, teach me, Lord, what you want me to do and lead me down the right path. Lead me down the right path. Teach me, God, where you want me to go. Don't you thank God for the Holy Spirit? Here's what I thank God about the Holy Spirit. Is we're forgetters. How many would admit that? We forget a lot of things. And all of a sudden, we just, you know, they, they say that within 72 hours, you will forget pretty much 80% of what I preached here this morning. So I've worked really hard for you to hear this message this morning, but by Wednesday, you forget about 80% of it. I literally asked somebody on a Sunday, I seen them later on in the afternoon, said, what did I preach on? And they quoted, what did they quote? They said, um, all I heard you say is you're a hope dealer. <laughs> I go, that's all you got in Mexico, man. That's all I got, that you're a hope dealer. <laughs> Not a dope dealer, you're a hope dealer. I said, well, at least you remembered something. But literally, it was Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. That's all that person remembered. I go, you didn't, you didn't remember I preached on the goodness of God? No, I just remember you preached. You're a hope dealer. That's all I know. You're dealing hope. Hallelujah. You guys want a connection? I'll give you some hope, all right? Where was I at? I've forgotten what I preached about already. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit giving us guidance because oftentimes we forget. And here's what I want to say to you. I found myself uh, when I'm talking to people or I've been places and people ask me questions or I've even been in a place uh, of conquering someone. And honestly, I have no idea what to say. I'm hearing their story. I'm hearing what they're telling me. I'm hearing what's happening in their lives. And honestly, I have nothing prepared I, don't, I, I didn't even know what I was going to hear when they were telling me. And as they're talking to me, I said, Holy Spirit, you need to give me some words here. You need to give me some words of what I need to say, what I need to speak into this situation. And I found myself like, God, give me words. God, give me things to say to these people. I found the same way when I'm talking to someone on the phone and they're, 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 they're laying down some things to me. I have no idea what to say, but I know the Holy Spirit gives me the words. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will lead you that way. See, when God gives you an idea, it's called an inspiration. When the devil gives you an idea, it's called a temptation. When you get an idea, you're just dumb. No, I'm just teasing you, okay? So what, I, what I'm saying is we got to be, so how do we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us? How do we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us? How do we get God's will? Number one, you have to humble yourself. You ha need to ask humbly. Lots of us today, because of your pride, you're not hearing God's voice. 
You're not willing to admit, I need God's direction. Psalms 25, 9 said, God guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches them his way. So the more you humble yourself, the more you're willing to say, God, you know what? I don't have it all together. How many know we don't? I need a shepherd. I need someone guiding me. When we humble ourselves, God will bring direction. God will give you guidance, and God will speak into your life. The second thing is you need to ask in faith. How many know without faith, it's impossible to please God? So you got to believe that God is who he is, that you can trust God, that God's word is reliable. And so you've got to have enough faith and say, I trust you. James 1, 5 says, if you want to know what God, uh, God really wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you, for it is he's already to give you bountiful supply of wisdom. All you have to do is ask him. Be sure that you really expect him to tell you. If you don't ask in faith, don't expect the Lord to give you solid answers. So think about all of that. This is what God is saying to us. Uh, listen to what he has to say. Ask humbly. Be basically in faith that you're trusting God, that God, whatever you tell me to do, I believe it. And number five, write this down. I have to listen to God's response. Now here's what I found the reason many times I don't hear God's direction and many times you don't hear God's direction is we're talking too much. Sometimes in your prayer, you need to shut up and listen to what God has to tell you. Or you start, you know, going on your Google thing and listening to stuff and TikTok right after your prayer. And God's been, you prayed all this and now God's going to try to speak back to you. And now you immediately are going this, calling this person, looking at this video. And, and God was going to try to speak to you. You prayed all this prayer and then you got all in this noise and noise pollution. And now you can't hear the voice of God. You see, some of you are quiet because that's exactly what you do. We don't listen. You need to turn the radio off. Well, not the radio, your iPhone off. I don't even think people listen to radio anymore. Let's turn off this and turn off that. Turn off the TV. Turn off whatever's on and listen to what God has to say. Job 33, 14 said, God does speak sometimes one way and sometimes another, even though people may not understand it. So God does speak to us. And this is why when we come to church, we can even hear the voice of God through the preaching of God's word. God uses teachers to minister to us. God uses the word to speak to us. Now, circumstances don't dictate things, but circumstances many times confirm God's will in your life. And again, impressions that are lining up with God's word, that's different than impressions that don't line up with God's word. The Bible says that, God, that, that Moses gets to a place where he needs God's direction. In fact, Psalm 77, 19 references the place. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of background. Let me read this. Your road led by a pathway through a sea, a pathway no one knew was there. We remember the story. Moses uh, is leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. Uh, he leads them down this path, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, they, they're going down this path, and they're facing the Red Sea. They're kind of really kind of in a cul-de-sac where, where there's mountains on each side, and all there is is the sea before them. And now, we know the story, Pharaoh has changed his mind, and he's going to chase down the people of God. And now he's got 
uh, Pharaoh basically got the people of God cornered. There's nowhere they can go. They can't go to the left. They can't go to the right. And the, the, the sea is there. They don't have any ships. They have no boats. And all of a sudden, this is where uh, Moses calls on God. This is the, he's at a place in his life where he needs God direction. In fact, they called the place Belstavon, which means God's hidden treasure. And that's what they called this area and that moment in his life. And the Bible says, we know the story. Remember Charlton Heston, he gets up there and the whole Red Sea opens. And they go through the Red Sea. They go on dry ground. It's a miracle of God. This enormous barrier, this enormous uh, thing to go through and be able to get out. And yet God's hidden treasure bells upon. He goes through there and God makes a way where there is no way. When you're willing to listen to God, God will make a way where there is no way. And you'll get God's direction for your life. See, I don't care what report they've given you. Amen. It's not... It's not the news you receive, it's the report you believe. They've given you the C word, it, it's cancer. I'm going to tell you, God is the God of miracles. Man, my marriage is on the rock. God is the God that restores. My life is messed up. God can change your life. I don't have any money. God will bless you today. There's a way with God that there is no other way. Can you say amen? He will lead you. He will direct you if you're willing to listen and follow him. I'm going to pray for you today. Why don't we bow our heads? Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.